Hi, everybody. This is the Funeral Science Podcast, a podcast about funeral science. I'm Ben, and I will be your funeral scientist for today. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what is mortuary science and what is funeral science. When someone wishes to become a funeral director, undertaker, mortician, embalmer, they must complete a mortuary science program. Mortuary science programs are offered at public and private colleges throughout the United States and other countries. So we can um, put most of the auspices of the job of a funeral director under what I call the three P's of mortuary science. Um, That would be preparing the decedent, planning and executing a ceremony, and processing the paperwork. Okay, so let's go ahead and take these in reverse order. Um, Processing the paperwork. Now, to be sure, this isn't necessarily a very glamorous part of our job. However, it is a very valuable skill. I mean, there are certain uh, pieces of paperwork that must be done uh, only by a funeral director and can only be filed by a funeral director. Um, But there are also pieces of the paperwork that to be sure can be filed by a lay person. However, it's just better if a funeral director does it for them because we are more familiar with the form itself and then the filing uh, process. So it's very similar to us handing over our tax documents to an accountant or an attorney to create a contract. They're just gonna do it better and it's gonna be uh, done uh, correctly because they're used to seeing those forms all the time. And of course, um, it's important to us because we know that people uh, need their death certificates to be able to claim and sell assets. Uh, We want to be able to expedite the process in order for veterans to get things like their flag. And then finally, we know that widows and widowers need their Social Security payouts. So let's talk about the second P now, this planning and executing a ceremony. For tens of thousands of years, humans have done some sort of death ritual or ceremony for the people that they have lost. And of course, that translates to contemporary times. There is no person that is better equipped to help a family plan and execute a ceremony than a funeral director. Um, When they are working with families, they are doing things like uh, explaining and helping them to find the correct disposition for their loved one. They are helping supply them with the proper merchandise to support and memorialize their loved one. 
they are controlling and adapting to different logistical challenges to make sure that everybody gets to where they need to be. And then, of course, they're also offering some level of grief support and identifying people who may uh, need extra resources than uh, funeral directors are available to give them. So let's take a look at that final P, the preparing the decedent. Now I'm going to put into this category any person who takes uh, a deceased human into their care, whether it be to just simply put the person into refrigeration while they are awaiting their final disposition, all the way up to the care of someone who is going to be embalmed or needs reconstruction for either uh, viewing or shipping. So when one is uh, preparing the decedent, um, they must do it in a mindset that applies anatomy, chemistry, biology, and pathology, because it is important that those preparing the decedent are observing, analyzing, trying to predict what potential outcomes could be based on what they see and what they cannot see. It is when a person is applying this knowledge and mindset that they become a funeral scientist, because that is what funeral science is. And of course, we can certainly use this investigative mindset to apply to new information as it becomes available to us for our job about funeral science and then of course be able to determine fact from fiction. Speaking of being able to determine fact from fiction, that brings us to this episode's listener question. Many of you wrote in to me and were asking for a funeral science myth-busting episode. I'm sure by now you can probably tell there's going to be a lot of opportunities for that. However, today we're going to talk about uh, a question that I see people talking, uh, answering quite frequently, which I really appreciate because I can see those burgeoning funeral scientists out there who are just smelling the BS. And of course, that question is, can bodies sit up? All right. Well, the short answer is yes, a dead body can sit up if a living person helps them to sit up. And of course, the long answer is no, a dead body cannot sit up on its own. So let's talk about why we can even move our muscles to begin with. Now, uh, you may have heard the term muscle fiber. Uh, on muscle fibers, there are two different kinds of proteins. One is called myosin and one is called actin. There is a third uh, element that is important to know, and that is what we call adenosine triphosphate, or ATP. ATP is synthesized from all the cheeseburgers and Starbucks um, and vegetables that you put in your body to give your energy to, uh, to move. Now, uh, on each one of those muscle fibers, we have the myosin and the actin. And essentially, what happens is the actin 
protein switches back and forth between ATP and myosin. That's what keeps us moving. When a person dies, obviously they are not taking any more of those cheeseburgers or Starbucks. And so ATP is no longer being synthesized. When the ATP decomposes, that's when actin and myosin become locked in what we call rigor mortis. So the sort of urban legendary here is that rigor mortis, when those uh, muscle fibers lock, will cause a dead body to sit up. Now, some of the issues with this. Number one, think about how hard it was for you to even get out of bed this morning, let alone um, after having been dead to want to sit up. That's because your muscles require a neural input to be able to do that. Obviously, after someone has passed away, that's not available anymore. The other part is, is that there is no moment in which your entire body says, okay, everybody, it's time for rigor mortis, and all of the muscle filaments lock at one time. They do so as the ATP in their area decomposes. So you would get um, uneven uh, actin and myosin uh, connections over time. So essentially for a body to be able to sit up on its own, we're talking about millions of muscle filaments with the proteins actin and myosin locking at the same exact time to pull in the same exact direction to have someone sit up. Uh, So not only does it lack the probability of a neural input in the regular chemical processes, but even statistically, uh, if it was to happen that way, it'd be highly unlikely. Now, I'm sure that a lot of people know your friend's roommate's brother who is a mortician and saw a body sit up that seems to be a popular person on the internet. Um, However, um, that person probably doesn't exist um, and um, dead bodies are not sitting up on their own. Okay, now for something good that's happening. Um, I'd like to talk about the morticians that sign Instagram page. That's morticians underscore that underscore sign um, on Instagram. Each week, the page gives us a different American sign language uh, sign for us to learn uh, that's in related to funeral service. I think this is a really... um, fun and educational way for us to do something together. But even more than that, uh, it may allow us to up our customer service game uh, if we are um, uh, going to be serving a family that has members that are hard of hearing or deaf. I know for me specifically, um, I feel uh, kind of shy and and awkward when I speak uh, another language because I, as you can tell, I'm, I'm not even a good speaker in my own language. Um, and so uh, I feel just a little bit more confident in this one because uh, I am a hand talker. So uh, it definitely gives me direction on um, what to do with my hands rather than just randomly waving them around. So um, go ahead and uh, demonstrate their signs and tag them in your post so they can see it. They'll share them. Okay, that 
brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, do you have a question for me to answer? Send your questions to ben at merktracker.com. That's B-E-N at M-O-R-T-R-A-Q-R.com with the subject line podcast question. Are you or someone you know doing something that promotes education, equality, or otherwise raises awareness about an issue in funeral service? Please send me information about it to ben at morttracker.com. That's B-E-N at M-O-R-T-R-A-Q-R.com with the subject line, A Good Thing is Happening. And that ends with an exclamation mark, so be sure to include that, otherwise I'm not going to read it. Um, Finally, you can follow me at morttracker, that's M-O-R-T-R-A-Q-R on Instagram for more information on funeral science. So that's it, everybody. I'll see you later.